Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. The mighty, the mighty New York Yankees on their road to glory have taken a great big fall. And now the big question is, are they going to be able to get themselves back up? Inquiring minds want to know, especially Yankee fans. Now, I don't want to say that I told you so, but I did warn you that a Bronx Bombers tumble could very well happen. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. I've been saying it till I'm blue in the face. I said it to you. Now, if you you would say to me, Russ, did you expect the Yankees to tumble and stumble like they have been? I would have said no. But I did warn everybody. And, And I even went back and looked it up. So my friends out there, if you were listening, for example, you know, back on July 8th, the Yankees had themselves a 61 and 23 record. They had a 15 and a half game lead in the American League East. On July 11th, my get a load of this podcast, the title of it was The Yanks Look Like a Lock, But. Okay? That's exactly what it was. The Yanks Look Like a Lock, But. And to summarize what it was about, I talked about the huge division lead that they had, but I wanted to remind everybody that history shows us that stranger things have happened. And I used an example, for example, of 1978, when the Yankees in in July were, what was it, 14 games out? Ended up having a one-game playoff at Fenway and beat the Red Sox. I spoke about the Mets being, what was it, 13 games out and won the division by 10. They were 13 games out in August, won the division by 10. I used various examples. I used the 1951 Dodgers and and, uh, New York Giants. I used 1964 with the Phillies and the St. Louis Cardinals. I used various examples, but but I said stranger things have happened. And then on July 24th, which was two weeks later, and everybody was getting hot and bothered and they were talking about the trading deadline and what the Yankees need to do. They got to prepare themselves for the, uh, they got to make sure they're prepared, they're ready to beat the Houston Astros. They got to be active in, in acquiring stuff to make sure that they can beat the Houston Astros. And my title of the podcast on July 24th was Yankees must focus on what's in front of them, not the Astros. That's what I said. And I said the Yankees can't worry about beating the Astros in the ALCS because there's a lot more business to take care of before that can happen. I'm no soothsayer, and I'm no genius. Quite frankly, 
I was basing my beliefs on common sense. And all I've been reading about now, because we know what the Yankees have done since that time, since July 8th, the Yankees were 61 and 23, 15 and a half games up. Since that time, they have been 13 and 25. They're eight up on Toronto and um, Tampa Bay, seven in the loss column. They have stunk the joint out with a record of five and 14 in August. Some may feel that they righted the ship. Um, yesterday, being this past Sunday, whenever you're going to listen to this, uh, because they finally won a game. Salvaging, they made sure that they didn't get swept. I won't say that they made sure, but they, they didn't get swept by the uh, Toronto Blue Jays at home, which would have been a disaster. It, 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 it's... To me, it's been mind-boggling, not what has happened. Certainly surprising to me. But it was mind-boggling to me, all the conversation that everybody was talking about, and I spoke to you about this the past few weeks. And in particular, tons of members of the media, both electronic and print, and you could say it's social media, whatever. But this could be the best Yankee team, the winningest Yankee team ever. This da 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 bit of beep, bit of bop, bit of boop. They taught. They talked about the 1998 Yankees. They put the 2022 Yankees in the same breath. In the same breath as the 1998 Yankees. You know how stupid that was. Really, you know, I mentioned it, but I didn't want to go off and off and off. But after what has happened, I want to show you how stupid that is. That was. You want to compare? You're talking about this team in the same breath. They were going to win. They were going to surpass 114 wins. There are 40 games left in the Yankee season. For the Yankees... To win a hundred games, just a hundred games, they gotta go twenty-six and fourteen. Twenty-six and fourteen. That's after coming off of thirteen and twenty-five. I don't think they're gonna win a hundred games. If they play five hundred ball the rest of the way, they're gonna win ninety-four games. Okay? But everybody gets nuts. Oh, the Yankees are going to do this and the Yankees are going to do that. And now the same people who, who are anointing this great Yankee team, putting up up there with the great teams of the past, they're the same people who are criticizing them now. They're stumbling, they're this, they're that. They got to wake up, they got to do this. Oh, Really? Let me give you an example. The 1998 Yankees, forget, I'm not, I'm not even talking about the hitting. The 1998 Yankees 
had um, a pitching staff. David Cohn was 20 and 7. David Wells was 18 and 4. Andy Pettit was 16 and 11. Orlando Hernandez, El Duque, he won 12 games. They had a guy by the name of Mariano Rivera going 3-0 with 36 saves and a 1.91 earned run average. You tell me, does anybody on a Yankee staff resemble that staff? At any point in this season, did the Yankee staff resemble that staff? We get nuts in this town. I mean, really, it's almost obnoxious how nuts people can get. The Yankees got out of the gate in fantastic fashion. There's no ifs, ends, or buts about it. I mean, listen, they were 61 and 23. Talk about being a juggernaut. But you have to look at the team and how they're doing it, and the way they're doing it, and with whom they're doing it. I've said this to you going back to last year. What has happened in baseball, we no longer have power hitters. We no longer have power hitters. Remember what I said. They are now what I call feast or famine hitters. They're all or nothing at all. And I don't really like, uh, listen, Aaron Judge has been nothing short of spectacular this year, and he's batting like close to 300. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't put him, he has improved. Uh, for a long time, I thought he was a feast of famine hitter, but he has improved. So I don't view him as that. But the other power hitters on the team, they're not power hitters. Rizzo is a feast of famine hitter. Donaldson is a feast or famine hitter. When he's healthy, and hopefully he's back in the lineup soon, Giancarlo, Stanton, listen, when he's on a roll, it's mesmerizing. It's a feast. But then he goes the other way, and it's, a, it's famine. And my argument has always been you have to be able to go and manufacture runs when the big stage comes. And the big stage, I'm talking about the postseason. You do it with your pitching and you do it being able to manufacture runs. Sure, it's great for the big bomb. Some I, I was getting into a, a debate last week. I was at Yankee Stadium. I was getting into a, a, a debate with somebody on the field and it was, you know, because I was arguing, we were having a discussion and I was talking on behalf of being able to scratch and manufacture runs. And I was told, oh, Russ, that's bullcrap. That's BS because you, you win with power. Uh, I, I mean, he was talking about Reggie Jackson's and this one and, and, and home runs and this and that. And you know what my answer to that was? Let's, let's you want to look at time? You, you, you. I was giving him a point, and he happened to be a Yankee fan too. I said, "Yeah, let let's go to those uh, 
1977 and 78 World Series champion Yankees. Yeah, you had Reggie. You can't, Reggie never hit a three run home run with nobody on base. So you need people on base. They had a guy on a team by the name of Mickey Rivers at the top. And then they had a guy by the name of Willie Randolph. And then they had a number three hitter by the name of Thurman Munson, who it was not beneath Thurman to stroke a ball, to stroke a single to right field, setting up Reggie Jackson, the straw that stirred the drink. But really, why can't that be done? I'm, I'm sick and tired of watching Judge. Listen, Ben Attendee hit a home run. His first home run is a Yankee yesterday. That's great. He was batting the top of the order and and um, Judge was batting second. What, why can't you have like a Ben Attendee up there and uh, LeMayu up there, DJ? And Judge, third. Why can't that be? Why can't that be? And it's, you know, somebody can make the argument, but you want Judge because, you know, so if he hits one home run, he can hit two home runs. I don't want him hitting. No- Listen, don't take it the wrong way. I'll take a home run anyway. But hey, put some guys up in front of him, like a guy like Ben Attendee and LeMayu, who can get on in front of him. One's a lefty, one's a righty. And let's get the three run, Jack. And let's knock the other team on their heels right off the bat. I just don't understand that. And then, then you know, like, when we talk about this great Yankee team, did anybody think at, at any juncture of this season, this was a, wow, just a brilliant pitching staff? Huh? Let's go back to 1978. When the Yankees came back from 14 down to win 100 games. Had a guy on a team by the name of Guidry, who was 25-3. and three. They had another guy by the name of Ed Figueroa, who was 20-9. and uh, nine. A guy by the name of Catfish Hunter, 12-6. and six. They had a couple of guys in a bullpen by the name of Gossage and Lyle. All right? And it's in 70, 70 years before. Ed Figueroa, 16 and 11. Mike Torres, 14 and 12. Guidry, 16 and 7. Don Gullett, 14 and 4. Are you kidding me? But they anointed these Yankees as this could be the team. This could be the team. Are you nuts? I, 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 but now, I'm not sticking up for the Yankees. They put themselves in this position. They got to get themselves out of it. Just because they won yesterday doesn't mean they're out of it. Right now, to me, it's just a uh, Band-Aid. They got to go and show me something. And they're supposed to be playing the Mets uh, tonight and tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday of this week which would be Scherzer and DeGrom, unless DeGrom gets pushed back. Now, it's also supposed to rain uh, today, so if, if, if it gets rained out, maybe you get a day-night doubleheader tomorrow. But then they, they face the Mets. That's not going to be any walk in the park. 
by no stretch of the imagination. You know, and, and then where do they go? They end up going uh, out to Oakland. They go to the Angels. They go to Tampa Bay. Then they'll come home. I'm, I mean, Yankees have a problem. Do I still think they're going to win the division? I do. But if they, like, as I say, they've fallen and they can't get up, I'm not going to be shocked about that. Because this next road trip, to me, will decide what's going to happen with them. And if they get out of August... Anything less than with a five-game lead, the division title is in jeopardy. But let's forget about division title. I don't care if it's division title or wild card. Listen to what we're talking about. We went from they were going to exceed 114 wins. Now, you know, look what we're talking about. But let's think about it for a second. And And... The thing that drove me crazy all along, everybody's talk was talking about everybody, media fans, everybody, social media all over the place, but major columnists, sports columnists. This is how you gotta they gotta make sure that they can beat the Astros. They gotta make sure they can beat the Astros. They gotta make sure they can beat the Astros. They were shoving it down our throats. And I said. And believe me, there's a lot of people who know a lot more about baseball than I do. You can't worry down the road. You have to take care of the business in front of you. The main order of business is winning the division. Then you have to win the division series. Then you have to win the ALCS. And a lot of crap can happen before you get to the ALCS. A lot of crap can happen before you get to the ALCS. And for those of you who may not have listened to me in the past, I will say it again. You know that 2017 ALCS where the Yankees lost to the uh, Astros in seven games? Remember that one? And that was the one with the uh, cheating scandal by the Astros? Well, let me read off some scores to you. Game one in Houston, they lost to the Astros 2-1. Game two, they lost to the Astros 2-1. The Yankees won games three, four, and five by scores of 8-1-6-4-5-0. Game six, they lose 7-1. Game seven, they get shut out. In the four losses, in the four losses, they scored a grand total of three runs. Now listen. One was a lopsided score, 7-1. The other one, three were 2-1, 2-1, and 4 nothing. What have I been saying? You got to have pitching, and you got to be able to scratch for runs. You got to have pitching, and you got to be able to scratch and manufacture runs. And if they could have manufactured some runs in any one of those three that I just mentioned to you, they would have been in the World Series. But they don't play that way. 
L- listen, the bombs sound, oh, it's all sexy. I mean, look, great. I, I mean, it, it's been a joy. It's been a f- phenomenal thing to watch the season Aaron Judge is having. But you can't, if you're going to live by the bomb, you're going to die by the lack of the bomb. And that's what's happened to the Yankees. And, and as I said, the other guy's a feast of famine. Feast of famine is not how you play the postseason. Everybody was talking about, oh, well, if the Yankee, if the Astros didn't cheat, uh, the Yankees would have been the World Series champion, would have, would have gone on to the World Series, they would have been champs or whatever. Well, the truth of the matter is, the Astros might have known what pitches were coming from the Yankees, but as far as the Yankees go, they just didn't hit. They just didn't score runs. Because if you keep living by the long ball, it ends up biting you right on the ass, for a lack of a better term. So, you know, I just, it, it's, it drove me crazy, and you folks heard me say it over the past month or so, you know, talking about the great Yankee. I mean, you, you're going to talk about this Yankee team. Listen to what we're talking about. A month ago, people were putting this Yankee team in the class of, of ni- the 98 Yankees, the 60, was the 61 Yankees. Remember that those two guys, Mantle and Maris, the Mick? They could hit a little bit. Maris, 61 bombs, hit a little bit. Three catches. Yogi, Elston Howard, and Johnny Blanchard, each hitting 20 or more home runs. Moose Gowron, 20-plus home runs. What, what are we talking about? Whitey Ford, that team won 109. Going back, you want to go to go to the 27 Murderers Row to Bambino with his 60 bombs and Lou Gehrig. Come on. You have to, when you get to the postseason, folks, you must be able to manufacture runs. I gave this example to you recently as well. One of the nightmares, not one, I'd say the biggest nightmare to all Yankee fans is 2004. Up. Three games to none. Up going into the ninth inning. Up with Mariano Rivera on the hill. And before there were any bombs or anything hit, the rest of the way when they came back the Red Sox did to win four in a row the key play for the Yankees demise was Dave Roberts pinch running and stealing second base when the whole world knew he was going to steal it pinch running and stealing second base subsequently coming home on a single and then of course later on in extra innings big poppy you know, with the heroics, and that was all she wrote. They were on their way. But the key was a a smidgen of small ball. A smidgen of small ball. Don't tell me small ball doesn't exist. 
because that's how you play the game. This stupid business of... It used to be where you got a, 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 a guy... A, you had a Maury Wills. You had a Lou Brock. You had a Vince Coleman. Even Ricky Henderson who could hit bombs. You, you're going to tell me speed? You know how they say speed kills? They'll tell you it does it on the base paths as well. Don't tell me that stuff's not exciting. Because the guys I just mentioned to were damn exciting ball players. Come on. Let's wake up. And when I say let's wake up, let's hope the Yankees wake up with 40 games to go. Let's hope the Yankees can say, I've fallen, but I can't, you know, I'm, I keep thinking it out, you know, the old lady in that commercial, help, I've fallen, and I can't get up. Well, the Yankees have fallen because they won a game yesterday doesn't mean they're getting back up. Let's see what they do. I, I think these next uh, 12 games will be a telltale to what's going to happen to the Yankees. Let's see Let's see what happens to them as they get out of August. Because I'm telling you, they have an eight-game lead now, seven in the loss column. If they are less than five games in the loss column, to either Toronto or Tampa Bay, they are in trouble. Because the other teams are going to be aggressive and you know the Yankees are feeling the heat. I, I mean, you know, I, I gave John Flaherty a great deal of credit. I give him a great deal of credit because he said something uh, this past week, and I think it was after Saturday's game. He said, who's going to say something? Is it going to be the manager? Is it going to be a player? And Aaron Judge, after that, that loss, we need energy. I mean, that's that's a pretty damning thing to say you need energy you need energy sorry you're getting paid a lot of money bring the energy bring the energy look in the mirror get pissed off and bring the energy no one's going to give it to you you got to make it happen yankees you have to make it happen it's on you You've fallen, you want to get up, then do something about it. Don't ask me to do it for you. Don't ask anybody else to do it for you. Help begins by looking in the mirror and getting it done yourselves. That's it, Yankees. Go get the job done. Otherwise, don't talk about it. Don't complain about it. Help has to start at home in the Yankees clubhouse. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. As always, you can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at believe.com because I say it all the time. Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you to people out there because without you to people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, 
It is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week, everybody. And hopefully, hopefully the Yankees have a great week as well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.